Welcome to the podcast of the Renew Community. We strive to be a Jesus community who cares about the things Jesus cares about. This podcast was recorded at our last gathering. Teaching like this is how we worship together every other week. We look to the scriptures seeking to become more like Christ. We're glad you're listening. Anyone else excited for the cold weather that's coming? Yeah. How many flannel wearers do we have today? Doesn't it feel good? It's like you put on a blanket this morning. You're like, yes. Um, Anyways, yeah. So in May of 1804, uh, Lewis and Clark, leading the Corps of Discovery, began the journey from uh, St. Louis, Missouri, to uh, on the Missouri River, to head into the newly purchased Louisiana area. And so uh, they were looking for the best route to travel from that point to the Pacific coast. And they were expert watermen and adventurers, and they thought that this river, the Missouri, mighty Missouri, would take them all the way to the Pacific. And so they had these kind of half-drawn maps or these ideas of where things were going to go. And as they set out on their journey, not too long into it, they came to the headwaters of the Missouri River. And when they climbed the head, to the top of the headwaters, they expected to see a summit with the vast plain to the west, with a large river flowing into the Pacific. But instead, what they saw was a sea of mountains. And so these expert watermen had to ditch the comfort of canoes and go across the mountains. From that point on, they had to make up the map as they went. And so I want to welcome you to Renew this morning. We strive to be a community where skeptics can lean in, where dreamers can be emboldened, and where hurting people will be met with the love and compassion of Jesus, and where the hungry people will be equipped to live life with God. And we recognize that life with God is best lived within the community of believers, and that means it's going to get messy. Uh, It's a really good day to be here if you're new with us. Uh, One of the things that we do the first gathering of September is we remind ourselves what Renew is all about, and we kind of check in and sense where God is calling to go in the months to come. Um, And in January, Ben, myself, and the elders of Renew, we sensed that God was calling us to a few things for 2018. If you've been around Renew for a while, Uh, You've heard us talk about pipes and buckets. Uh, No, we are not plumbers. We would love to have some plumbers here at the church. Um, But the whole idea is that we are called to be pipes, where God's love flows in us, out of us into a world. Uh, Not buckets, just we're not consumers, we're pipes. We want to be connected to God and have God flow through our pipes. And this is kind of the phrase that we wanted people to just sit with in January. We sense God calling Renew this year to be a community whose pipes are unclogged, that, are, that, are, that the life-giving love of Jesus pours into us, through us as a church family, and pours out into a world that desperately needs it. And simply stated, we kind of rephrased that a bit over the last few months. Um, we wanted to see that our intimacy with Jesus would grow that we would be more like him, that we would be more invested in our discipleship and what it means to follow Jesus, that we would spend time together face-to-face in authentic community, pointing one another towards Christ. And the other thing that we, we felt the Spirit calling us to is that we would join with the Spirit in sharing the good news of Jesus to those around us. 
And that Renew would be a place that would have a robust nursery ministry. And the truth is, you guys have done real well creating more babies, and that's great. But we're hoping to see this as a safe and sacred place to begin dialogue and to watch people come into relationship with Jesus. This is what we sense God calling us to. And lastly, and one of the things that we need to continue to talk about, dream about, and pray into is our 10-year prayer. That as a community, we long to see God bless us with another renew or a church plant to come out of this congregation, out of this community. That we would be a church that continues to take kingdom risks, which means that we give permission to fail. We give permission to continue to press forward, to continue to see what God may have us to do. But before we jump into what we sense the next few months are going to look like, I want us to take just a very quick trip back to the first nine months of 2018 Um, and just take a look at the way that we've noticed intimacy growing, people sharing Jesus and risks being taken. And so many of you remember that uh, in January, the the founder of Renew stepped down uh, and decided to trust God. JR decided to trust God and jump into a new adventure with what the Lord had for him. And with that, that was a huge risk for Renew. And it was a good risk for JR and for the whole community. We watched community dinner continue to grow into this beautiful community where folks from Renew are just learning what it is to be with others without an agenda except for to love people where they are at. Mary Mangum and others poured life into our young girls in a program, in an opportunity that they have called Renew Sisters. We've seen new families and faces during the summer and people leaning in. The Sosas are apprenticing to to discern whether or not they're called to plant a church. Ben came on full time and he's been ordained and he is doing a fantastic job in his role. Our youth group has tripled in size. People have given sacrificially, not just in gatherings, but even in house churches as they've plotted goodness and opportunities to surprise, bless people within the community and outside of the community. Katina and Alice started a nonprofit for people who are for a grief ministry. Stories of people sharing Jesus with their neighbors, coworkers, and friends, people like Bobby and Brittany, Rick and Becca, Michael Smith, Dave Balecki, and Mike Gribben, and there's others. Folks talking about their hearts expanding into the deeper love of Jesus, openness and focus on the Holy Spirit as we grew uh, in that area together. We think about Pentecost and the fact that our church entered into for the first time a 24-hour moment, uh, day and time of prayer and fasting together. That we've seen folks set free from strongholds of bitterness, anger, and fear in this season. We've had conversations about racism and mental health and the gospel and where it intersects those things. People have gotten more hungry about reading the scripture as they've joined in with Dennis in Upper Room and as they've spent time with Dave Balecki and others reading through the New Testament and the gospels. This church family has a heart for fostering kids and has a heart for adoption. And this year we had a chance to celebrate with the Mangums the blessing of their adoption. We watched Jenny and Katina also in the midst of that recognize the difficulties that come with adoptions and they started an adoption support group that has just been 
a blessing to so many people. We, we invited Jeanette Martinez to come on as a house church shepherd, and she has faithfully done that. And Renew took a big risk by introducing people through the ministry of Alpha, introducing people to Jesus through the ministry of Alpha. And so what I want us to do, Renew, is first of all, to hear Ben and I and the elders are deeply encouraged by the ways that we have responded to the direction that we sense God calling us to in this year. And so we want to continue to press into this, into this idea of what it looks like to continue to flow as pipes and not become buckets. And so what I want us to do right now is I want us just to pause for a moment and I want us to pray. Um, and if you're new with us, you're like, hey, this is weird. We're going to pray out loud. Uh, and we're going to just, we have a prayer prompt that just says, Lord, thank you for. And so we're just going to say that, Lord, thank you for. And then whatever those things are, I just want us to just thank God for the gifts that he's given us. So I'm going to start us, we're going to spend just a few minutes just praying for those things. And just pray out loud where you are. If you're new with us, you don't have to pray at all. You can just sit and kind of listen to what God is doing. But let's pray together. Lord, um, we want to pause. And Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness to this community. Lord, thank you for trusting us to be present in a community and to love one another. Lord, may you continue to help us to do that. And Lord, we thank you for just all of these blessings and all of these things. And Lord, to even know that there are so many more stories and things that are, that are happening within our community. And so Lord, we say yes and amen and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, one of the things that I think is really important as well um, is that as a community, we actually take a moment to grieve together. And so one of the things that's been difficult in the last nine months is we've said goodbye to some really good friends. Some folks have left Renew. And because we're relational beings, that stings, and that's hard. There's always relational tension because community is messy. And it always sounds really good when we say that community is messy, but it becomes really difficult when we actually begin to live it. We need to grieve the fact that we've given into fear over faith, comfort over calling, being right over being righteous. Some of us personally are grieving difficult seasons with work, with diagnoses that have just come, with families, with friends, with kids. And so I feel like just as we stop and we say, Lord, thank you, we need to pause for a moment and say, Lord, would you? And Renew, this is church, friends, this is sort of a weird space for a church to sit and say, Lord, we need your help. But my friends, this is the best place for us to begin to be shaped in how we pray. And so I wanted to take a moment, and the, the prompts on the screen, it just says, Lord, would you? And this is a time for us to, to pray on behalf of the things that we may be grieving or hurting from. And I realize this is uncomfortable, so it may sound a lot like just quiet, empty space, and that's okay. But for those of you that feel bold enough to pray out those things, I ask that you would, so I'll start us. Lord, would you heal those of so us, I want us to, uh, that have just broken spend a hearts. moment this morning. We're going to look at a passage that I, I really believe helps set the tone well for us for the next three months. Um, and so if you could stand for the reading of the gospel, if you have a Bible with you, I'm reading in Matthew 
chapter 28. Um, and for those that don't have Bibles, it's up on the screen. <clears throat> and so when the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go, when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. You may be seated. So these are Jesus' last words uh, according to the Gospel of Matthew right before he ascends into heaven. And I feel like there are four things that I just want us to look at this morning. And the first thing is this. Uh, The words that really jump off the page to me is this idea of worship and doubt. That the first Sunday gathering uh, was not just a worship service, but it was a worship and doubt service. And this reminded me that as a community, we have been really tracking with this idea of being a place for skeptics and for dreamers. And a skeptic is one who is leaning in with their questions, with their doubts. Uh, There's a difference between a skeptic and a cynic. A cynic is leaning out, and there's a difference in posture. Um, But I just want to say something. If you're a cynic or you find yourself becoming one, we're glad you're here, and we challenge you to continue to lean in. It's going to get uncomfortable, but we want you to lean in with us. And dreamers are those people within our community who are saying, yes, let's get messy. And the the truth is, is most of us in our own makeup, we have both skeptic and dreamer present in our bodies at the same time. And some of us don't get it all or we have questions, but what I love about the way this community continues to respond to God is that we continue to say, even though I don't have it all together, Let's move forward, and let's see what God may be up to. Uh, um, I was at a wedding last night. Uh, I was, performed a wedding for a friend of mine that I play hockey with, and it was a blast. Uh, a bunch of people asked me questions like, well, what's your church like? And I, I love telling them our only two rules that we have, uh, and that's that no perfect people are allowed and that you have to wear clothes to gathering, which are really simple rules. Um, house church, still wear clothes. Um, But what I appreciated about this idea of the 11 disciples standing around Jesus in this place of seeing him resurrected, it still didn't generate perfection in these believers. But what it did is it shows us that even in the midst of our doubts that God shows up, that Jesus can still be worshiped even when we're doubting, even when we're struggling, we can still trust that God is good and that he's at work. It's really interesting when you hang out with people who are far from church or who have been really burned uh, by church. Uh, And what I appreciate is that Renew has continued to be a space where people who've given up on church and are really skeptical, skeptical about who God is, is a place where people can belong before they believe. And that has been a blessing for many of us as we've come with our faith in tatters or faith non-existent and to be able to press in to that. The next phrase I wanted us to look at is something that we've, if you've ever 
been to a church for more than a few months, you've probably heard this idea of go make disciples, which is a beautiful thing, and, and it, it sounds really good, but also to recognize this is a messy thing, and, and even in the way that it's written, it doesn't really help us. This idea of therefore go make disciples should actually read more like as you go or in your going, as you're doing life, make disciples. Because Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection changes everything. It shows us the love that God has for us, the freedom from sin, shame, and guilt. It calls us to take part in this beautiful, big kingdom with this beautiful, big God. And it is truly good news because it sets people free and it transforms people's lives. And so we are called to disciple people into the way and ways of Jesus. We are called to discipleship and to making disciples as we do everyday life. And as a community, we have bet the farm on discipleship. We know that if we do not do a good job discipling people, we fail as a church. And so just tomorrow, uh, if, if you're a dude and you're sitting in here thinking, man, discipleship sounds good, I should jump into that. Well, tomorrow we start 10 weeks, eight weeks. Eight weeks of being together, working through what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. And we would love for you, if you're on the fence about that or this first time hearing about it, talk to Dave. Dave, raise your hand. Um, we'd love to have you join in with us for these next eight weeks. Um, but here's what I love about our men and women's discipleship, which normally happens in the winter, um, is that it's not just a course. Here's what we don't need. We, do, we are not looking for more professors of discipleship. We're looking for possessors of discipleship, people that live it out, not just people that stand back and know a lot of things about discipleship, but we actually embody this thing of what it looks like to follow Jesus. We want to continue to see our house churches be places where discipleship is, is happening on a regular basis. And there's two words that I want us to think about within house churches. It's a safe place and it's a sacred place. It's a safe place in that when I show up, have to be worried about what other people are thinking and what other people are going to say. But it's also a sacred place because we should be worshiping the risen Lord and we should be pointing people to Jesus. Uh, and in the uh, case of the Weaver's household, um, there's a good chance their house church is at 41, 42, 50 some people right now. So it may not actually be safe to go there um, by the fire police might come and shut them down. <clears throat> But it's a safe and a sacred place. Our house churches need to continue to put the gas on what it means to follow Jesus and also be a safe place where we can share life-on-life life ministry, where we can talk about the hurts and the pains and the things that are going, not just talk about them, but pray about them and point one another to Jesus in the midst of that. Um, ben asked a really important question the other day as we were sitting talking about this day, and he said, I feel like Renew needs to be at a place where we're always ask, asking ourselves as individuals and as a community, is Jesus vital. Can we live without him? And it got me thinking about this beautiful picture of what discipleship is. And it's found in Ephesians uh, 5, and it says, be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Jesus loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. That we would be people that are paying attention to what Jesus is doing and practicing those very same things. The next word that really stuck out to me in this passage is the word baptism. And baptism, what I love about baptism is it is transformation stories. 
We long to be a place where we constantly hear stories of transformation, stories of light bursting into the darkness, of lost people being found and dead things being resurrected. We never want to be the frozen chosen who talk about the glory days of years past, but we must constantly be joining in with the living and active God. We do not do this just in the spiritual ways, but we engage a whole person, including issues of justice. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Gary, for the ways you've continued to push us in understanding that transformation is not just about the internal stuff, but it's external and it's all around us. And as Christians, we are called to all of these things. But my friends, as was said earlier in the stories, Renew has had this mantra for years that we are missionaries cleverly disguised as co-workers and neighbors and husbands and wives and spouses and friends and uh, people that hang out on bicycles together and people that hang out at bike night together. But we are missionaries. That's what our calling is as people, as people who say we follow Jesus. And I want to be very clear. This is not just because we want to see more butts in seats, but this is about the vocational calling as followers of Jesus, to, to see a growing family. Dennis said something very pointed on Ben's ordination. He said, healthy things grow. Healthy things multiply. And so that, the reason why healthy things grow and multiply is because that we believe that this good news is so good that we can't contain it. Um, we, Ben had us work through these mission action cards a few months ago at one of the gatherings where we kind of got to write out some things that we're hoping to see happen, um, things that we're feeling called to. And one of the things that I love is we noticed a hunger from Renew to say, how do we get our hands messy in this? How do we get our hands messy as missionaries? What does it look like to jump into this? How do we partner with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in loving our community deeper? And this idea that all of us, that the folks that filled that out seem to have just say, life is best lived outside of ourselves. The last thing I wanted us to look at was uh, sort of the, the end phrase. He says, and, and I'm with you even to the very end. And so I was thinking about that. that. That's not just a nice thing for Jesus to say. It's not like OnStar or, you know, that's in your car where it's like, oh, OnStar is always there. But Jesus is saying this because he recognizes that trouble is ahead. It's going to get uncomfortable. This is going to require these disciples and us to take risks, both as community and as individuals. One of our mantras is we want to be a community that is known for our sending capacity and not our seating capacity. We value risk-taking, big, bold prayers, an adventure. And so I'm really excited to, to talk about some of the risks that Renew is, is dreaming and moving to take in the next three months. Um, first is this, Souderton House Church is pregnant and ready to multiply, and it looks like they might be having twins. Um, so we're super excited that God has blessed one of our house churches to a point where it is just bursting at the seams and it's healthy. And so God has been up to some really good things. Now, the risk is we have to multiply this beautiful thing, and that's hard because we have to step in, and this house church specifically has to step in and take a risk. 
Another thing that we are really excited about um, is that we, are, we sense that God is stirring up this, this, this new thing to start a Saturday evening house church. Um, we're looking to start it in October. We have a few families, the Gerhards, the Richies, are, are looking to, to, to kind of spearhead this thing, and we're really excited, and we still need another couple or two that are willing to jump into this. Uh, another thing that we're excited about is Advent. Uh, how many of you have, have been through Advent here at Renew? Quite a few of us. And it's, it's fun. But one of the things that we recognize is it feels super disjointed because we only meet every other week. So this year, we're going to do something really different. For Advent, we're not going to have any house church for the month of December. And two reasons why. Number one, because this is the first time as a community we want to say, let's create a space where we can invite folks from the community to come and see Jesus and his people at our gatherings. And so it's a little bit different. This probably feels really strange. And the other thing is this. Our shepherds and co-hosts and hosts and co-hosts have done such a stellar job, we sense they need a break during the busiest season of the year. And so we're excited to say, yes, take a break, enjoy that time. Um, I would suggest those of you who are in-house church, get your shepherds and your hosts like gift cards or just, I mean, there's 41 people. You could probably send the Weavers of the Bahamas for a month. Um, if you all really, you know, love Jesus, you could do that. Uh, but the other thing that we're really excited about with Advent is something that we experimented with last year. Katina and Alice led us in this thing called the Blue Christmas and Chili Eating Contest. I, I think I added the Chili Eating Contest. There was all this different chili there. It was great. But it was an opportunity to actually grieve, to say the holidays are some of the most difficult seasons for us, for people, for humanity, and to have a space where we can collectively grieve and talk about these things was so meaningful to so many people. So we're excited about Advent. Um, ben and I are really pumped for the next two, meets, next two months because we're going to talk about the gospel. And we really feel like one of the most important things for us as followers of Jesus is to understand what the good news really is. And so we're really excited to be spending time as a community, not just talking about the good news, but also talking about how do we share the good news? What do these things look like? Uh, we're going to be starting a monthly podcast in October to further train and equip those of us within the community to have opportunities to talk about issues that we may not necessarily get a chance to talk about on a Sunday morning. So we're looking forward to that. And we're excited to continue to discern with Alfredo and Brandy Sosa their calling to church plants. And who knows, maybe it is time that Renew does plant and maybe it's not. But we're just excited that we get to journey with Alfredo and Brandy in this season. We have some needs as a community, and this is a really important part as well. In the next three months, um, first thing we need, and we're going to pass out uh, a sign-up sheet, uh, we need nine more people to volunteer for Renew Families. That's a really big ask. I get that, because that would probably take up the rest of our church um, and the rest of the people that are gathered here. But this, this is why we need it, because we recognize with our every other month, every other week rhythm Sometimes it can feel like you're not, like our workers are very quick to jump in and to help and to serve whenever there's a need. And we sense if we can get nine more people, that frees up more space. And so we are looking for nine folks who'd be willing to do that. There is a process, so when you sign up, like put your email down, we have to run some tests on you. Um, actually, you just have to fill out some paperwork that's going to help. And we need that. 
Um, so that's, this is kind of like family meeting time. Hey, you know, here are the chores we have coming up. We need to do that. The other thing, too, is if you haven't been with our kids, they're amazing. Our kids are growing, and they're teaching us so many things about who God is. And if you're, like, really scared of kids, it's okay. I am, too. But it's really easy because Mayor gives you such good stuff to be able to help out and to help disciple our kids well. The second thing, and I just want to say this is just ongoing as, as, a, as a church who continues to say, we want to be about out there and not in here. Uh, we need to continue to, to, to work towards crushing the budget so we can see uh, that God can just continue to move. So continue to give. If you call Renew Home, we ask you to give. There's joy boxes up here. There's a way to do that online. Um, and we're not ashamed to say we would love to see Renew's budget double. We'd love to see more opportunities and more kingdom risks that we're able to do. We never want to see finances get in the way of that. Um, the other thing, and this is really pointed, we're looking for two to four more folks open to joining in with our Saturday night house church experiment. And so if you're open, uh, Kent, can you raise your hand really quick? Uh, there's Kent, uh, Tim's in the back, Michael Phelps right here, raise your hand. If you want to talk to one of these folks, that would be great, um, just in terms of having a conversation or you're interested and now, that's all for the needs. Thank you. Thank you. One more. Good call. <laughs> set up. <laughs> yeah, good work. Ben takes care of setup. Um, we, we, we are always looking for people to help out with setup. And this is what it is. You show up at 8 o'clock, you help us set up, and then you get coffee when Backyard Beans opens at 9. Uh, and it's just a really good time to continue to just love the community well. If you're like, I don't want to do, I can't, I don't want to work with kids, I don't want to do any of that stuff, but I'd love to get more involved, please come help set up and talk to Ben about that. Um, so my friends, here are the risks that I want to personally invite you to over the next few months. Would you join with us in making Jesus vital? Will you take Jesus seriously in a way that you recognize that you can't do life without him? Will you worship him more fully? Will you trust him? Will you take more risks in your relationship with Christ? Would you join with us in being present this season and leaning into the relationships in a full and authentic way within your house church? And would you join us in living out our calling as missionaries cleverly disguised as friends and neighbors and co-workers and nurses and teachers and social workers and garbage men and entrepreneurs and stay-at-home parents. Since Renew's inception, it sensed that it, it had a calling, a specific calling to be a church that messed with and ruined inaccurate views of what people thought God and his people were really like. And what we sensed that this area needed was not another church, but a fresh expression and fresh extension of the kingdom of God seven days a week as a blessing in the communities that we serve in the name of Jesus. And we don't do this thing called renew just so we can tread water. We don't customize and cater to what we want in order to create a country club mentality. We long to be a people that double major in both formation and mission. Simply stated this, formation is being conformed to the image of Christ together. And mission, sharing and embodying this really good news to those around us. 
And our every other week rhythm allows us to really do well in this double major with both worship and relationships. And we believe that the world desperately needs Jesus. And our call is to proclaim that good news. And the truth is, just like Lewis and Clark, unless the church of Jesus can learn to seek God in a radically different way, all we'll do in the next 50 years is learn to manage the decline of the Western church. And this is why we want to continue to trust the Spirit with new kingdom experiments, to take risks, to see our family, our friends, our coworkers, our neighbors, and communities. You see, they desperately need to see and hear the real good news. They need to see it embodied. But it will cost us. And so will you join us in ditching the canoes this season? Will you look at the mountains ahead, recognize and understand that it's going to be an uncomfortable journey, it's going to be messy and difficult, but will you remember that we're not alone? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for the great love that you have for us, your kids. And Lord, I recognize that uh, there are many of us sitting here today that are thinking through these questions of what does it look like to make Jesus vital? But what does it look like to be even more fully present? And, and even just as we think about the fear or uh, how crazy it is to begin to share the gospel with our friends because we have all these images of how it's been done so poorly. So God, can you help us to be a people that embodies uh, the way of doing that, which is the way of love, the way that you did it? May you help us to be a people to be a community that continues to trust you and takes risks, not just for the sake of taking risks, but because we know that you're a God with a big heart for people. And so, Lord, we ask that you would transform us in this season. And, Lord, we ask that you would continue to bless us, and we thank you for your faithfulness and the way you've continued to walk with us. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of The Renew Community. This in no way should replace the formation within a community of Jesus followers. If you are looking for a church, would like more information about Renew, or would like to give financially to this ministry, check out our website at renewcommunity.org.